Hello and welcome. This is New Creation Common Prayer. Today we are called to worship with Psalm 88. Lord, God of my salvation, by day I cry out, even at night before you. Let my prayer reach you. Turn your ear to my outcry, because my whole being is filled with distress. My life is at the very brink of hell. I am considered as one of those plummeting into the pit. I am like those who are beyond help, drifting among the dead, lying in the grave like dead bodies, those who don't remember anymore, those who are cut off from your power. You placed me down in the deepest pit, in places dark and deep. Your anger smothers me, you subdue me with it wave after wave. You've made my friends distant. You've made me disgusting to them. I can't escape. I'm trapped. My eyes are tired of looking at my suffering. I've been calling out to you every day, Lord. I've had my hands outstretched to you. Do you work wonders for the dead? Do ghosts rise up and give you thanks? Is your faithful love proclaimed in the grave, your faithfulness in the underworld? Are your wonders known in the land of darkness, your righteousness in the land of oblivion? But I cry out to you, Lord. My prayer meets you first thing in the morning. Why do you reject my very being, Lord? Why do you hide your face from me? Since I was young, I've been afflicted. I've been dying. I've endured your terrors. I'm lifeless. Your fiery anger has overwhelmed me. Your terrors have destroyed me. They surround me all day long like water. They engulf me completely. You've made my loved ones and companions distant. My only friend is darkness. Today's Old Testament reading comes from 2 Samuel chapter 12, verses 1-14. through 14. So the Lord sent Nathan to David. When Nathan arrived, he said, There were two men in the same city, one rich and one poor. The rich man had a lot of sheep and cattle, but the poor man had nothing. Just one small ewe lamb that he had bought. He raised that lamb, and it grew up with him and his children. It would eat from his food and drink from his cup, even sleep in his arms. It was like a daughter to him. Now a traveler came to visit the rich man, but he wasn't willing to take anything from his own flock or herd to prepare for the guest who had arrived. Instead, he took the poor man's ewe lamb and offered it for the visitor. David got very angry at the man, and he said to Nathan, As surely as the Lord lives, the one who did this is demonic. He must restore the ewe lamb seven times over because he did this and because he had no compassion. You are that man, Nathan told David. This is what the Lord God of Israel says. I anointed you king over Israel and delivered you from Saul's power. I gave your master's house to you and gave his wives into your embrace. I gave you the house of Judah and Israel. If that was too little, I would have given even more. Why have you despised the Lord's word by doing what is evil in his eyes? You have struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword and taken his wife as your own. You used the Ammonites to kill him. Because of that, because you despised me and took the wife of Uriah the Hittite as your own, the sword will never leave your own house. This is what the Lord says. I'm making trouble come against you from inside your own family. 
before your very eyes. I will take your wives away and give them to your friend, and he will sleep with your wives in broad daylight. You did what you did secretly, but I do what I am doing before all Israel in the light of day. I've sinned against God. I've sinned against the Lord, David said to Nathan. The Lord has removed your sin, Nathan replied to David. You won't die. However, because you have utterly disrespected the Lord by doing this, the son born to you will definitely die. Today's New Testament reading comes from the book of Acts, chapter 19, verses 21 through 41. Once these things had come to an end, Paul, guided by the Spirit, decided to return to Jerusalem, taking a route that would carry him through the provinces of Macedonia and Achaia. He said, After I have been there, I must visit Rome as well. He sent two of his assistants, Timothy and Erastus, to Macedonia, while he remained a while in the province of Asia. At that time, a great disturbance erupted about the way. There was a silversmith named Demetrius. He made silver models of Artemis' temple, and his business generated a lot of profit for the craftspeople. He called a meeting with these craftspeople and other wor others working in related trades and said, Friends, you know that we make an easy living from this business. And you can see and hear that this Paul has convinced and misled a lot of people, not only in Ephesus, but also throughout most of the province of Asia. He says that gods made by human hands aren't really gods. This poses a danger not only by discrediting our trade, but also by completely dishonoring the great goddess Artemis. The whole province of Asia, indeed, the entire civilized world, worships her. But her splendor will soon be extinguished. Once they heard this, they were beside themselves with anger and began to shout, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians! The city was thrown into turmoil. They rushed as one into the theater. They seized Gaius and Aristarchus, Paul's traveling companions from the province of Macedonia. Paul wanted to appear before the assembly, but the disciples wouldn't allow him. Even some officials of the province of Asia, who were Paul's friend, sent word to him, urging him not to risk going into the theater. Meanwhile, the assembly was in a state of confusion. Some shouted one thing, others shouted something else, and most of the crowd didn't know why they had gathered. The Jews sent Alexander to the front, and some of the crowd directed their words toward him. He gestured that he wanted to offer a defense before the assembly, but when they realized he was a Jew, they all shouted in unison, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians! They continued for about two hours. The city manager brought order to the crowd and said, People of Ephesus, doesn't everyone know that the city of Ephesus is guardian of the temple of the great Artemis and of her image which fell from heaven? Therefore, since these facts are undeniable, you must calm down. Don't be reckless. The men you brought here have neither robbed the temple nor slandered our goddess. Therefore, if Demetrius and the craftspeople with him have a charge against anyone, the courts are in session and the governors are available. They can press charges against each other there. Additional disputes can be resolved in a legal assembly. As for us, we are in danger of being charged with rioting today since we can't justify this unruly gathering. After he said this, he dismissed the assembly. 
Today's gospel reading comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 9, verses 14 through 29. When Jesus, Peter, James, and John approached the other disciples, they saw a large crowd surrounding them and legal experts arguing with them. Suddenly, the whole crowd caught sight of Jesus. They ran to greet him, overcome with excitement. Jesus asked them, what are you arguing about? Someone from the crowd responded, teacher, I brought my son to you since he has a spirit that doesn't allow him to speak. Wherever it overpowers him, it throws him into a fit. He foams at the mouth, grinds his teeth, and stiffens up. So I spoke to your disciples to see if they could throw it out, but they couldn't. Jesus answered them, You faithless generation, how long will I be with you? How long will I put up with you? Bring him to me. They brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a fit. He fell on the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked his father, how long has this been going on? He said, since he was a child. It has often thrown him into a fire or into water, trying to kill him. If you can do anything, help us, show us compassion. Jesus said to him, if you can do anything, all things are possible for the one who has faith. At that, the boy's father cried out, I have faith, help my lack of faith. Noticing that the crowd had surged together, Jesus spoke harshly to the unclean spirit, Mute and deaf spirit, I command you to come out of him and never enter him again. After screaming and shaking the boy horribly, the spirit came out. The boy seemed to be dead. In fact, several people said that he had died. But Jesus took his hand, lifted him up, and he arose. After Jesus went into a house, his disciples asked him privately, Why couldn't we throw out this spirit? Jesus answered, Throwing this kind of spirit out requires prayer. Cause when I'm with you, Lord, you always leave me wanting more. Here's our praise, you can dwell within. I'll wait for you to come. I'll
The Nicene Creed is a statement of Christian faith that goes back all the way to the year 325. It is a recitation of the common faith among all Christians about the triune God, the world, the church, and our future hope. It holds a special place among Christian creeds of faith as the only creed that has been affirmed by the Protestant, Catholic, and Eastern Orthodox branches of Christianity. If you know it, feel free to recite it along with me. If not, take this opportunity to listen to the core of our faith that has been handed down to us for nearly 2,000 years. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. 
We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. And now let us enter into a time of prayer for ourselves, our community, and the whole world. I invite you, wherever you're joining with us, to lift up your prayers, either out loud or silently, wherever you are today. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for your church, both our local congregation and the church worldwide. Help us to be unified in our mission today and to be great co-partners with your spirit wherever we find ourselves. Lord, we pray for those who are suffering today, whether sick, injured, or oppressed. Be with them, supply their needs, and bring justice today, we pray. Lord, we pray for those who may consider us enemies whom we have injured or offended. Grant them your peace and enable us to be peacemakers. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings, including these. And now let us pray the prayer our Lord Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. As we depart this time together, go with these closing words from Psalm 92. The righteous will spring up like a palm tree. They will grow strong like a cedar of Lebanon. Those who have been replanted in the Lord's house 
will spring up in the courtyards of our God. Go today in the grace and peace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We'll see you back here on Monday, or if you'd like to worship together with us online, there's a link and information about how to do that in the description of this episode. Whenever we see you next, we'll see you. Have a wonderful weekend. New Creation Common Prayer is a ministry of New Creation Community Online, New Creation Community Middleton, and Nampa College Church. You can find out more about our ministries by visiting nampacollegechurch.com. Today's song was Come Again, performed by Ryan Gage and recorded and mixed by Drew McKellips. All scripture readings were out of the Common English Bible. Today's psalm reading was read by Caleb Daniels. Today's Old Testament reading was by Caleb Daniels. Today's epistle reading was by Caleb Daniels. And today's gospel reading was by Caleb Daniels. Background music for New Creation Common Prayer was created awesomely by Keller Gage. Today's devotion was produced and edited by Caleb Daniels.